This is Joe Costello's WFO Radio Ignition. Covering everything that has wheels, an engine, and a driver. The reason I race is to get the chicks. You know what I mean? <laughs> NASCAR, IndyCar, Formula One, sports cars, and NHRA drag racing. Hey, guys. Just want to let you know, WFO Rock. WFO Radio is total motorsports. It's just so cool. Fasten your seatbelts. Fire up the ignition and drop the hammer. Yeah, let's do it. Now, here's your host, Joe Costello. Let's do it. WFO, how's everybody doing out there? Ignition is back. A Monday show. A Festivus for the rest of us. And there's a lot of greatness going on right now. Oh, there's a lot of greatness. Not really. That's all hyperbole. Just building it up to be so big. And the show, too. How's everybody doing out there? Hopefully you are great. If you're on your way to work on Tuesday morning, fantastic. If you are waiting for the watch link for Patreon, and you saw this instead, and now you're listening, yeah, you're probably not going to be too happy right now. To our insiders like Bobby Graham and all the Patreons and Stubo and everybody that was expecting to uh, do the watch link today. As you know, every now and again, we need to throw a uh, call an audible or throw a curveball or switch some things up. And this is one of those shows. This is one of those shows we had to go and we had to do and we had to knock it out of the park immediately. And it is not just myself, but it is Giovanni in Miami. Giovanni, welcome. How are you? All right. There he is. Giovanni. Now I could back and better than ever, bigger and back. No, and no, not bigger than ever. I am definitely not. You know, I am not thin, but I am not bigger than ever. I am, you know, at, at about a medium uh, percentage of the giantest, biggest that I have ever been compared to where I should be. I guess I'm you love talking about your weight a lot on this show. You really love talking. Well, you're about making me out to seem that I'm, you know, a guy. You know, job of the hut over here. Metaphorically, and I feel like you know, like I'm no longer in the job of the hut category. Sometimes you can be big, like a big star. Like there's big stars out there, celebrities, big celebrities. George Clooney's <laughs> a big celebrity, but he's not a big person. Tom Cruise definitely not a big person, but he's a big. He's bigger and better. No, he's he's a little person. Was metaphorically speaking, I wanted to say midget, but you know, I, I think it that's inappropriate. Speaks right? volumes that you did take it that way, though. You assumed I was immediately attacking you for your robust. Well, because normally you're taking shots, you know. Husky guy shopping in the husky section of the husky store. <laughs> Big and tall. I don't know. Big and tall. Big or, and tall. Like, Come on. Like Thornton Mellon. That, that's exactly why I made that reference. Tall and fat. Yeah. Which is great. I am just back from Beantown. Got back in the middle of the day today. And. Here's the deal, guys. As we say all the time with the Patreons, like every now and again, we got to flip the script. And so today, no, no show, no, no show to watch. Gio has to do the show a little bit early. I have to do the show a little bit early. We both have some things that we got to do, things we got to handle. And the details of such are. Well, I could have been available much later, but, you know, by then, Joe would not have been available. Exactly. This is the time. That's it. I, I said this, he said that, I said this, he said that, I said now, he said, yeah, and we attacked, which I'm proud of that, by the way. Good job. 
Now I got computers You're in here, Castello Media, that are still warming up. You know how when you've had a computer for a while, it takes a little while to warm up. And so I'm watching the waveform come up on the recording device, and I'm like, that doesn't look normal. <laughs> but uh, the good news is for everybody that cares behind the scenes in the Castello Media studios, I now run two backups on everything we do. Of course, Gio will be the first to tell you of uh, you're muted. You muted yourself. Of all the things, uh, the greatest show ever didn't get recorded. That was where we learned our lesson many years ago. Like he and I had an incredible show. We were like Martin and Lewis and Abbott and Costello. The comedy was hitting. The references were hitting. It was awesome. The show ended. We looked at each other and we said, that's the one that's going to get us the big broadcast network job. Syndication, baby. We're going to be like. We're going to get signed. Yeah. Going to be like Dan Lebitard. It was going to be bigger than ever before. And then we went to the where find it is, and the hard drive was full, and <laughs> oh the show God, was not recorded. And it was great, but we <laughs> learned our lesson that time. And so I always try to run a backup or two, and I'm running two backups, and so we'll see what happens. In addition to the primary recording, which happens, a little lesson for all you kids out there, but you won't know until it happens to you, and then. You'll know. It's just so hard to learn from other people's mistakes. Oh, I'm dying over here. But what an event it was up there in the New England Nationals. We had a great time. I'm just loaded with stories. And that will put you at ease. All you Patreons out there, you will love the stories. Speaking of not learning from other people's mistakes, I've got one of those. I've got one, uh, my, you know, I think I told you a story about my hotel room in Charlotte a couple of weeks ago that I got to the desk and they didn't have my room. It happened again. What? Yeah. But the difference is in between the two, Alan Reinhardt told me, he goes, I always call in advance to make sure my name is on the list and you should too. And I was like, you know what, Alan, that's a really good idea. And I'm going to do that from now on after Charlotte, <laughs> but saying that you're going to do it is just part of actually doing it. You have to actually make the call, which I did not do because I was busy. And what are the odds? Guess what the odds are? 100% because it happened. Didn't have my room. Oops. No big deal, though. It was, uh, it was not anyone's fault on our end. There was someone who was to blame. But that is a different story. And what happened? Ooh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's, we'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. John Force. 153 wins. Force beats Robert Height in the final round. Wilkerson goes red against Robert. But my goodness, anytime John Force wins, the house just goes crazy. I know many of you who watch NHRE.TV are probably surprised to hear me on the show and alive after Alan Reinhardt had to try to, to not get me bumped off. See, Giovanni, I know you were watching some NHRE.TV, but I don't know if you saw the part where... I stood up to all of Red Sox nation on behalf of the Yankee universe as one man. Were you watching that? I had it on, but I could not, I did not have that volume on at that time. Oh, okay. One yeah. of the racers, one of the racers I'm on stage with John Gray. John Gray just won a heads up stock eliminator final. We're ready to celebrate. It's going to be great. And speaking of curveballs, the guy throws me a curveball. but yeah, I, I had a tough weekend, honestly, like <laughs> were mistakes were made. Mistakes were made, but you know, I, like you don't know, but I know, like rhetorical you, 
you're having a good time when you can make some critical errors and still walk out of the weekend feeling like it was a really good weekend. It was a strong performance and it was a great race and good times were had and got a lot of positive feedback on, on the gig, but mistakes were made. So John Gray announces to the world in front of, I don't know how many people fit in new England dragway. We'll call it 10,000. You know, maybe it's 8,000, maybe it's 12,000. I don't know what it is, but pretty packed house. 15,000. Yeah, whatever. Look, just say 10 because it doesn't matter for this story. If it was 10 people, it would still be a bad thing. John Gray goes, hey, everybody, I just want you guys all to know that Joe is a New York Yankee fan. (laughs) Wow. He really did. Okay, like, hey, we were friends. What are you trying to do to me? What are you right. doing? And so it got a little ugly for a minute or two. And given the other mistake that was made earlier on in the weekend. So I was faced with a choice. What do I do? What do you do when 10,000 Boston Red Sox fans are looking into your soul and screaming at you and booing at you? And you're on a stage and you got a microphone. What do you do? You give them the business. That's right. I attack. In true Yankee fan fashion, one man versus all, I attacked. And I said, go Yankees. You know, I listen, this isn't the best year for our team. But once it was everybody against me, all versus one, that's it, man. I went out like Scarface. Thus the surprise that I made it out alive, which I did. I kind of felt like it was all good natured, that we have a mutual sporting respect with those people. And I appreciate the rivalry wouldn't be great, but I didn't, you know, I did miss, uh, miss opportunities to unify. I'm always looking to unify. I should have tried to unify the, the crowd with me instead of just going full on attack mode, which is as I felt a little backed into a corner, I had to attack. Uh, instead I should have said, but we all agree that we hate the Astros <laughs> and the crowd would have gone wild. That that would have been great. That, would that, been that great. was it. There's always something better. You know, like I I say things that are good and sometimes very good and uh, sometimes terrible. But that one would have been really good because they had just beat the Astros on Thursday night. in this amazing comeback victory, it would have been great. It would have been a big olive branch. Yeah, but sorry, Boston fans. But we had a great time up there. It was good. I survived. That's what matters. Aaron Stanfield beats Greg Anderson in pro stock. And he's going to be on the show tomorrow, Tuesday. 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Aaron Stanfield. A.A. Ron. Alan Reinhardt is going train spotting somewhere in upstate New York. And you may recall Reinhardt telling this story about he was going to try to find some trains and he went down a road and he got lost and he couldn't find them. He's going to try to try to find the trains again. And the road so, less traveled? The road untraveled. <laughs> And so there will be no Reinhardt because there will be no cell service. So instead, we put Aaron Stanfield in the Reinhardt spot, 1 p.m. Eastern. Wednesday will be Reinhardt. Thursday working on Billy Billy Torrance. And then next week, Wednesday, prior to Norwalk, John Force. And we'll connect with Force, and it'll be great, and we'll be super excited. All of that. The Billy Torrance win. Billy Torrance versus Mike Salinas. Kind of cool because it's a battle of older gentlemen. But to me, you know, Billy, like I'm, I'm thinking, always doing these analytical, like what would be better if? What's the best story? 
So when it's John and Robert in the final round, and it's no offense to Robert Height because I love Robert Height and he's great and he was just on the show. They were both on the show recently. But every John Force win, every single John Force win is the best story in drag racing because he is uh, 153 years old. No, I'm sorry. He's in his 70s and it was his 153rd win. And so that was amazing, amazing win. For John Force. But in the final round of Top Fuel, I'm, I'm like thinking, you know, maybe the, for somebody to beat the Capco team would be. And then I said, wait a second. And I did some quick math. But I always game it out. Wait a second. Dominic Lagana is here. Back from his horrific, uh, you know, accident. He's on his prosthetics. He's standing on the starting line at a track that is his home track in addition to English town. They consider them both the home track and I hope you guys saw it. I mean, maybe they showed it on Fox. I haven't seen the broadcast yet, but what an amazing moment. Dominic on the starting line with Steve and Bobby cheering on Billy getting the win. And that to me is the story of the race right there because uh, you know, we're all happy that Dominic is with us and we all suffered when, uh, you know, emotional anguish when he went through his horrible problem. But now to see him back and being able to enjoy a win at New England Dragway, you know, Steve's team is Steve's team and that's Capco. But Dominic is on is on Billy's team is the way it works. Like everybody's on everybody's team. But in some at some point, they have to race each other. Where's Dominic? Dominic is is with Billy. He's on the Billy side when that happens and they won. And so a tremendous victory and a great moment, all kinds of great moments. One really bad moment. I'll just get it out of the way. Pre-race ceremonies. I'm up on the stage. I know you all saw it. It's okay. And we have the national anthem singer from the Boston Bruins up there. And his name is Todd. Angeli, but it's written or spelled Angeli, like A-N-G-I-L-L-Y. So the natural pronunciation is Angeli, but it's not Angeli, but it's not Angeli, it's Angeli. Definitely not Angeli, huh? No, no. <laughs> And the guy, you can find him. The guy sings. He's an amazing singer. You know, one of these hockey singers. And so he's kind of op operatic. You could tell he's a professional opera singer. And stature was similar to such. So I'm... He's a big guy. He's a big guy. <laughs> big guy. Yeah, big guy. <laughs> Barber of Seville, man. But All I right. Was, but, I was know, come on. Like, when, when you have a name that... Like for that, and, and for instance, that like, you know, yeah, you could expect people to to, to get it wrong up. all the time. Well, exactly, but I don't like to get people's names wrong. I like to get them right. Well, that's what here's the here's the point though. So, as I'm saying, who he is, I say he is the national anthem singer for your Boston Brewers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't know why I said Brewers. 
because I was thinking about Angeli, right? But it just it was like a half pronunciation. You're definitely not thinking baseball, right? Of course not. It just right. was sometimes. Listen, you, sir, know better than anybody that sometimes the wrong word just comes out. You don't know why. This was. <laughs> yeah. whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. Check out the well, article. What does you, sir, should mean? You, sir, better than anybody. What do you like, I say things that are wrong and inappropriate. Uh, yes. That is correct. Long time listener. Yeah. I don't even know what to say. Uh, exactly. Perfect. <laughs> so as it's coming out, brewer. <laughs> Did you even say it like that in slow motion too? It's I slowed down. I definitely <laughs> slowed down. <laughs> ah, like oh. So Brewer and oh, boy. coming out now, and I am astute enough on the inside to know that this is going sideways. So I immediately start thinking of how to handle this situation because it's oh, going to be bad. It's going to be bad. I'm going to end up on Sports Center, right? So if I'm going to end up on Sports Center, I better pull a rabbit out of the hat here. And the good news is, or is it bad news that I'm not on Sports Center? It's not going to be. Watch as NHRA drag racer misidentifies an entire sport for an entire region. So I said something quick, like, oh, boy. It's like, nah, give it to me. I deserve it. And the booze rained down. And I just took it, man. I just, you got it. That's it. Sometimes. Look at you. Take your wow. whoop. Took the whooping. And I even so like, is this after this? So okay, so that's yeah. why you attacked. This this is why you attacked when the when you they called you out. For oh being yeah, I can't just be showered with booze uh, over and over again. At some point, there's a point. And and no, the other one, one time, I genuinely deserved it. I deserved to be booed in between a prayer to to God and our national anthem. I made a mistake. <laughs> you called somebody the wrong. I name. called someone the wrong name, and so I deserved Ugh. to be booed. That's what happens to you. When you make a mistake, it's good. It's good that I was able to somehow navigate and get to the anthem. He said, all right, let's try it again from your Boston Bruins. Yay. You know, a Bronx cheer, if you will. And Jilly knocks it out of the park. Everybody forgets the race is on. And now we're lighting cars and it's great. It's a great race day. And, you know, I had a bunch of people, you know. It, it was an amazing experience to screw up so badly and have so many people feel so, feel so good about it. <laughs> like I got my hand slapped, Chad had slapped my hand, whatever. But then later, my only crime was being a Yankee fan. Oh, no. Oh, no. Enough time had passed that I no longer felt bad about the first thing. And so I felt comfortable fighting back. I hear you. That was yeah, good. right. It's a different situation. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I don't know. The atonement had happened already. So there you go. Other news. Kyle Larson undefeated since coming on WFO radio. Three races in now. Coke 600, Sonoma, and the all-star race since he was blessed by WFO or whatever it had, whatever it is. Since the WFO bump. Kyle Larson is undefeated in NASCAR. Yeah, in NASCAR. Why? Wow, you did, 
in, in sprint car stuff. Yeah, he he said he was. I think he took a whooping at Eldora. He said somebody took all his money. Oh well. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I really am only the WFO bump. Only no, no. Me. I know. I know. We can't. <laughs> you know, this guy goes um, racing every day of the week. He's on his way to another track right now, so we can't we can't account for that. You know, yeah, exactly. Only in the pro, only in his Top professional job. Series only Kyle Larson undefeated. So that's great news. So we'll get into that and all kinds of other stuff. But you know, rumors circulating about Brad K. And uh, I don't. I I had missed or didn't uh, get that Kurt Busch had announced his retirement, but now I know, and uh, all of that stuff. I had an interesting thing happen on the way Kurt to the Busch announced retirement. It's what I saw, right? No, 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 I didn't get that memo either. Wait a minute. No way. Look it up. Maybe I missaw, but I was doing extensive research and I stumbled upon that story that Kurt Bush announced his retirement at the end of the season. Why don't you check it out? Double check. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, cross-reference over here. Do some cross-referencing. Exactly. So we'll get into that. And I know everybody's sad that they can't watch the show, but we got to move on. Got to move forward. It is what it is, folks. And don't expect, you know, I I, I don't want to be too cruel at the start of the show, but like <laughs> this one's not going to be two hours and 10 minutes like last week. I'm definitely not going to be on for two hours. No, you got things. I got things. Everybody's got things. It's all of a sudden this is a very impromptu show. It's like poof, it's on the air and we're going, we're going pretty well. So it's going to be rapid fire. Let's get into the results. I'll do that. But first thing we're going to do, well, let me, let me, let me get it up. The results, of course, Kyle Larson wins the race. Brad Keselowski second, Chase Elliott third. Let's hear from Kyle Larson and see if he gives us uh, credit for the whole thing. Good to get a win and something, but uh, yeah, no, it was, it was fun. I thought, you know, it was that first segment there. I thought, you know, I kind of fell back to third, maybe second or third and, I was like, man, it's Texas. It's going to be hard to pass, but was able to get to the lead again, win that segment. And then I was like, okay, I think I got a good car. I could be able to drive up. And that was not the case. I was really tight in traffic and uh, we had to take a really big swing at it. The The third round, I actually went backwards in the second one. So we took a huge swing at it. Um, and I'm not really sure what happened that segment. Um, but anyways, after that one, we, we kept making huge swings. It and was then I noticed that uh, the guys who had finished up in front and, and started in the back of the invert didn't move forward. So I was like, well, you know, we're, we're probably not bad in points here. And then for that fourth one, um, I knew as long as I finished second, I was going to be second points lineup for the, for the fifth round there. And uh, that worked out good. We were able to have – you know, get out and get running and stretched out and um, end up lining us up for third going to that, that final stage. And I definitely want to be third because I wanted to be able to choose the outside. I feel like you, you have more options um, when you go there. So in it, that restart just worked out perfect where Chase kind of got choked up and I was able to get to his back bumper and push him past the 12 to uh, get him a little bit clear. And he kind of, you know, shaded left you a little bit long winded here, just much, and um, <laughs> I poked to the outside and, and had about almost all fours, but we're both right sides above where we'd been running. And uh, I kind of eyeballed it under yellow, and I was like, you know what? We just we have a ten lap run, and you know, there's no points online. Um, I'm gonna go for it if I get the chance, and if I wreck, I wreck. But I think there'll be enough grip, and uh, worked out there was. So uh, yeah, that was just really cool. 
See, great stuff. Great interview. He forgot which uh, segment he was in, etc. Okay, so Kurt Busch is not retiring. A little fake news there. I got it because uh, out of the loop. A fake, the story is, a fake Twitter account announced Kurt Busch's retirement. And I got, I saw that. How about that? See, so. But, well, and then Kurt responded with a scene of from the Wolf of Wall Street. Where Leo's yelling that I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. Right. And he cut Leo's head and put his face on top of Leo's head. All right. So I did see. uh, And so, but actually the rumor is that Kurt is the favorite to join the second team. uh, Denny Hamlin, Michael Jordan racing. If they do get a second team. Oh, wow. That's very interesting. That is actually kind of surprising a little bit and brad k is rumored to be going to jack roush with part ownership and i'm pretty confident that that's not a fake account because i saw it in various other places but no, yeah, that has been the rumor i got i got nailed by the fake account story and uh it happens from time to time but i'm glad i'm glad that you uh were able to dive in you hadn't heard it. it's like kurt bush is retired I but I, I you know when you mentioned it sounded vaguely familiar and then i did i remembered oh yes the fake account that he responded uh i'm not effing leaving the fake account. There's a lot of fake accounts, man. There's a lot of fake news out there. Everybody with their fake news. It's not a cool thing, but it is what it is out there in the universe. Yes, and- folks. If it's not something from a reputable website that you're accustomed to going to, yeah, Twitter, double and triple check. That's the thing about Twitter is there's, uh, and I should have known that. Because- well, the account was like N- NASCAR, N-A-S-C-O-R. Oh, really? Right. If you looked at the Twitter see, handle, I didn't see you know, that. Those fake accounts, they, they make them look very, resemble the originals very much. They just have like a misspelled or, or parody in the word somewhere that you don't really see until the end. But see, the thing is that I remember reading a story about it. So I think I read a report somewhere from someone who saw the tweet, honestly. Oh, because, wow. Yeah. Which look at, at that. At that right. At this point, yeah, going prior to New England, I was like dived in onto the computers and reading all kinds of stories, just rapid fire. So I can't even tell you where I saw it, but I remember it triggering in my mind, like Kurt Bush is retiring. And so I mentioned I felt like we had done not done our job, right? Like, oh my God, we missed a story. Cause that's what I think all the time. Like, oh, we we blew it. And so I put it on the show and I didn't blow it the first time, but <laughs> but this time now we did because we got sucked into a fake news story. I still feel good about the way things are going, but my goodness, the fake and the fake accounts. I'm alerting drag racers all the time to the people that are creating fake accounts. Like they'll follow me like a fake, you know, whoever name the driver. And it's a fake account because I know the real driver's account and this is a fake one. And so they follow me and that's the trick, right? You follow WFO Joe and race guitar and Los Chincones and all of these people and they see it and they get excited. Wow. So-and-so followed me and it, you know, two doors down, uh, fake news gets spread. There you have it. And there you have it. And that's by the way, that's how it works in the political landscape as well, which is why Twitter is probably not the best news place to find out uh, your stuff about well, it is if it's from reputable sources like the yeah, but if that's the thing if you know it's it's a, a the fake account if if it's from like an account of your cousin's friend or or, or someone well, you no, know your cousin's friend might be more trustworthy because uh, at least you know who that person is and you can go go you can go get them but a fake celebrity that you accidentally misidentify their account. 
that's a different thing. Uh, yeah, that definitely agreed. And the, you know, our, uh, the, when when Trump was president, his his handle was real Donald Trump. Like the word real makes it real. But there were a whole bunch of fake ones, right? And the, you know, they all had the same picture and they all had the same everything. And there would be, like you said, one letter off, you know, Trump or something like that. We have just launched the missiles at, you know, like you. I don't know if it's healthy or not, but let's get back into our comfort zone. NASCAR results. Kyle Larson, Brad Keselowski, Chase Elliott, Joy, Joey Logano, Ryan Blaney, fifth, Alex Bowman, William Lord Byron, Eric Amarola, Kyle Bush, Kurt Bush. Kurt and Kyle. I reached out to Bob Smith pretty recently. Did not get a response. I reached out to to uh, Gary Corbett. Gary and did not get a response. Oh my gosh! We'll have to do it again. We've turned off. No, guys, it's not happening like that. The more you push us away, the more we want to be in your <laughs> life. We're just gonna come back. We like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute! Now I'm gonna annoy somebody. <laughs> it's a show, man. We go. Reply. <laughs> Christopher Bell was 11th, Michael McDowell 12th, Martin Triggs Jr. 13th, Cole Kester 14th, Kevin Harvick, Tyler Reddick, Matty D, Ross Chad, Matty D might be out of that ride. That's a story I was reading up that Austin Sendrick might get that 21 ride from Matty D. Uh, yeah. I don't know, man. I, I think Matty D has proven he needs to be at this level. Ross Definitely. Chastain, Austin Dillon, Ryan Newman, Denny Hamlin, and there you go, the all-star race. And Giovanni puts out, hey, everybody set your fantasy teams. Oh, yeah, I did. I did. I got I got caught, too. I got caught up in the madness. I saw Mr. Fantasy NASCAR tweet something about, you know, go on his thing to get the the picks for the for the all star race. And I just assumed that we were doing fantasy for the all-star race. And he was giving out it's those the daily fantasy picks that that he sells. You know, he sells yes. the advice and the picks. Well, he he's smart. He's doing the tout move. Right. Well, he well he always does that, and he's been doing it. But but I got victimized because generally I see him, uh, you know, selling, you know, saying go see my review for the or and my picks for this weekend's race. And so it reminds me to go set the team. And so I saw that, and I said, oh, you know what? I'm going to be a great guy and remind everybody to set their team. Yep. And Joe texts me right away. He's like, dude, what are you doing? There's no race this weekend. And I'm like, what do you mean? It was a fantasy just texted to to go to his thing to check out the picks. And he's like, no. And I'm like, well, oh, must be for daily fantasy then. He's like, yeah, you idiot. There's a lot of messing up going on in this crew. Uh, <laughs> hey, whatever. A, calam like a calamity of errors down here. I still feel good about it. I still feel good. I still feel good about the direction. This is the way. Of WFO. Yes, I do, man. I do. I can't. Uh, I'm on. I'm on cloud 10. After this great weekend. Well, the being booed thing actually was very empowering because I had a life experience and that's what life is about. Life is about experiences. And I've been thinking more and more lately, you know, as you get older, you think more and you look at the kids and they don't think at all. And you're like, man, you know, we wish you could help these kids. And the whole thing is life is about experiences and half of the great experiences are coming from failures. Like you really learn so much from epic failures. The race Sherpa report is not happening for a similar reason why that we're doing the show early. He texted me and he said, uh, Gio just texted me. Hey, where's the waste race Sherpa report? Instead of just bringing it up on the air for whatever reason, I have no idea. It was just a matter of fact. Like, hey, do we have a report to go to? You know, I'm you trying to plan ahead. 
yeah, we're stumbling out of the gate here. No, uh, Ray Sherpa, are you doing the show today or, or tomorrow or when? And I was like, hey, man, we're doing it like right now. And he's like, oh, man, I'm caught up in my uh, travel, et cetera, and so on. I can't do it. And I was like, dude, we'll do it next week. It's no swag. Why not? Oh, well, there's another race this week. But I know he'll, he'll mention the results, but I can tell you the results. Race one was Marcus Erickson. They were out there at the Belle Isle Grand Prix in Detroit Rock City, a race that, I, uh, race that I have been to and experienced and think is fantastic. It wasn't two races when you went, right? No, it was one. It was the right. Belle Isle Grand Prix. There were two races. There was an American Le Mans race, and I saw oh. you know Corvette racing in person, which was fun and cool. Um, also, I think uh, I hung out with Cheap Trick there, which was cool. And uh, had a meaningful conversation with Danica there. But the highlight for me was staying in the Renaissance Center, which is the General Motors building. Right. Yeah. I think but Gary that, knows Cheap Trick. Too bad he's not our friend anymore. And we can't, <laughs> yeah, like, no, he hates him. us like poison now. Oh, my God. Gary, why do you hate us? What did we <laughs> what do? What did we do, man? Because I didn't acquiesce to the iRacing. That's what it was. Everybody wanted me to go into the iRacing, and I just... I blew it off, and now everybody hates us now. Well, definitely don't want to hang. Marcus Erickson, Renus VK, Pato Award, the top three in race one. Takuma Sato, Graham Ray Hall rounding out the top five. And I'm not going to give the full results because I think that's probably good. I think it's sufficient. I want to leave some meat on the bone for the race Sherpa and the report. Race two, Pato Award, Joseph Newgarden. So third and first, huh? Well, clearly a talent. Clearly a talent. He's been up front every road course race. Road and street course race. So excellent. Colton Hurd a fourth, Graham Ray Hall fifth. So Ray Hall, fifth and fifth. Kind of cool. Well, Power Scott Dixon, Simon Pagano, Marcus Erickson, and Santino Ferrucci rounding out the top ten. There you go. Those F1 guys do pretty well in an in IndyCar, huh? Yeah. I that well, I always say like when, much better on, than an F1, at least. On the road courses, it is my belief that once you drive a Formula One car, you're gonna be able to be pretty successful in most anything. Like in Montoya, even in the big heavy stock car. Montoya was pretty good, man. If you really yeah, think, yeah, I think he would, I would deem what he did a success, total success. Montoya's career, and, and he he started Sam off. Sam Hornish, not so much. Sam Hornish is an oval racer. That's true. And what translates? But I don't want to go backwards to those days. Remember, you know. Danica and Horn. No, 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 no. I, it was just, it was just, I saw that Erickson won the race, and I remember that he didn't he drive from McLaren one year, or, or wasn't he like an up and coming guy? And I think he did. Wasn't he the, the second driver of McLaren for a couple of years? Who? Erickson, Marcus Erickson. Oh, yeah, he was somewhere for a while. Yeah, he was yeah. like an up and coming, you know. That's it's all. I, and it caught my attention that he won the race on Saturday. It's it's very it's very tough. Once you drive a Formula One car, you've reached the pinnacle, and that experience can help you everywhere else. And not that IndyCar is not the pinnacle; it's the pinnacle of that style of racing here in the states. Except it's not the pinnacle. Now you put them on an oval, yeah, that's a different story. You go to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, yeah, that's a different story. But there's just so much gained from being involved in the the European 
road racing circuits. It's obvious. It's obvious. <laughs> <laughs> the numbers don't lie. All right. What else? So the all-star format, I was at a bar and it was on the screen. All right. For the record, I was wrong. He wrote for, he drove for Sauber, but nonetheless, he was an F1 and he was like, thought to be a good young driver. Yes. I saw Sammy Hagar do, I can't drive 55 from in, in the stands. I saw the driver introductions and, and all of that. I, th I thought it was good. I thought they did a good job. I thought Texas did well. I expected there to be more people, honestly. It is a giant track. Yes, but it's the first all-star race. I agree. That wasn't in Charlotte. Yeah, I, 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 I'm with you there. That is wide open. Like supposedly the pandemic is not an excuse in Texas. But obviously it is. And that that's a that's a point that it's very hard to drive home to a lot of people. Like, regardless of what you thought of the pandemic, there are a lot of regular citizen NASCAR fans, people that might go to the race that are still sitting it out, just in case. There are some now also, again, like that's why I said it's a really big place because I do see like baseball and the, the basketball and the hockey arenas have been pretty packed. NHRA Dragon. Again, they, they generally only hold 20,000 or 30 or 40 for a baseball park. NHRA drag racing. We couldn't have fit any more people in there and they didn't call it a sellout for reasons. I, you know, were they 500 tickets short? Were they uh, who knows? But there was really no more space in that place. We couldn't have handled another thousand people. You could barely walk. It was pre-pandemic packed. 3P. Pre-pandemic packed. Which was great. And I, I'm under the impression up there in New Hampshire, everybody's vaccinated for, they got a good percentage up there and there were no masks, no mask mandate, no mask mandate anywhere, no mask in the hotel, Geo. No masks, no mask in restaurant. I went to Applebee's. They were, I was feeling good in the neighborhood. No masks, just life back to normal 2019 life. And it felt fantastic. Now, obviously in the airport, it was a different story, but it was amazing how getting everybody vaccinated has allowed us to rebound and then you see you know all this international stuff and it's like oh no they're still stuck in it man they're still stuck in it thank goodness but yeah we had a, a pretty amazing experience out there fan wise and they loved it except for the guy who called the boston bruins the boston brewers that guy he ruined it all right what else i got a couple of interesting stories i'm going to tell you about the girl that uh at the desk but let's do sports collision real quick because remember this is going to be a you know, hot-footed episode. Geo's got to go. So do sports collision. No, no, I'm good. I just, there was some, you know, a, a, a noise, you know. the It wasn't the uncomfortable silence. It was actually an actual pounding noise. I'm like, you know, I got to go find out what the heck's going on. Oh, no, but I, I thought you had, you didn't have a full amount of time to spend on our program here today. Well, I don't. I don't. But, you know, everything is okay now. And I can stay a few more minutes, you know. I okay, well, so do more. sports collision. And those will be the few more minutes that you stay. Okay. Well, we on. Let, let's finish up. You were, you were. Well, I, thought all I, right. I thought I did it. 
All right, that's great. Okay, you want to say I'm Adam. What else do I have? Hold on, no one. Let's get let's finish the the racing format with 27 segments. Was great. Kyle Larson was great. I watched the battling. I thought it was, but I got to tell you, I had no idea what was going on in any of the formats. I had no idea how many laps, except when it said there on the on the top left hand side that it said 18 left or 14 or whatever. I have no idea who was getting inverted, who wasn't. But I enjoyed watching it, and it was like 800 segments because the the open had like four or five. Five, four segments and then and so it was i had the whole thing on from five o'clock or whenever it started but uh, oh okay here that was another one it was the last week of fox uh coverage and you know fox always they do a great job but i think they did a terrible job of announcing when the race was on everywhere i looked it said that the race started at 8 p.m and the coverage actually started like a considerably early like the open Right, but they didn't advertise the open as "Hey, start at six o'clock and watch the open." It just said "All Star Race, eight p.m." Like on the where when I went to look for the listings, I got you. Some didn't you ask me the day before when is the the All Star Race? I did. And I had to look it up, and I had a hard time finding it. Wow. Okay. And that was it. And so, but for, you know, Fox they always do a great job. But um, next week, NBC takes over. And we're headed to, I believe, Kentucky, is it? Or Nashville? Nashville. I believe that's a new track, isn't it? WNBC. WNBC. So, yeah. And then, so that's it for NASCAR. And in F1, there was no race last week. But this week coming up, France, it's the first of three races in a row. We are from France. Yeah. I like it. All right. Sports collision. Yeah, sports collision. What's going on in the sports world? NBA playoffs continue. And baseball, the Yankees are lifeless. Five and thirteen since we last, uh, not since we last spoke, but that is the record in the last eighteen games. They just lost two in a row at um, at Philadelphia. And so um, five in a row, didn't we just get swept by the Red Sox last weekend? Yeah, but then they beat Minnesota twice, and then they lost to Minnesota and lost two to the Red Sox before. Nobody so yeah, five and thirteen in the last eighteen. The Yankees fans gonna- that I talked to, and I've got a little group of Yankee fans out there that I talked to. Nobody feels good about it. And nobody thinks that we're going to pull out the, uh, you know, Chapman got dinged up the other night. Um, right. He gave up two home runs in the five, three lead in the, in the ninth. And we lost that game after we had beat Minnesota twice. And, and we haven't won since nobody is feeling good about it. And honestly, a lot of, I know that you are, you know, not quite an apologist for Aaron Boone, but definitely you're one of those people. Oh, who- no. You know what? Right now he's fired. I, I mean, I, depending on what happens, we got a three-game series right now starting today in Toronto. What happens in this series, if they don't win two out of three, I, I mean, really, they got to sweep because Toronto Toronto scored like 18 runs yesterday. The Yankees haven't scored 18 runs in the last three games combined. You sent that story from The Athletic, which is They should great. be fired. That's but, it. Well, well, Everybody okay. fired. Yes. Fired. All the, all the, you're not going to fire the players, right? So you got to fire the manager, the pitching coach, the, the batting coach, all those guys. Sorry, y'all got to go. And if that's not going to work, then Cashman's got to go. Because at this point, the failures are, are are just too much. It's it's unacceptable. That's it. And now, you know, it's still not a completely the, – the season is not beyond lost, but we are – this is the crossroads. If they don't win from here on out at, a, what, a 66 out of the next 100 games – then they don't even have, sorry, they have 98 games. They have to win like 66 out of those 96, 98 games left. And th- there's no way that this team, the way that they're playing now is going to do that. And so I don't see how they're going to, to turn this around. And look here, they're, 
they they started the season five and ten, then they went twenty three and nine, and now they're five and thirteen. So I mean, what is that? Like really, what is that? That's horrible, great, and even terrible, even worse than horrible. So I've really reached the point that yes, at this point, based on this, what happens in this series, I think Boone's job is on the line the next three days, and you start with that, and then if that at the end of the year you you have to bring in. You know, new manager. What you fire him mid mid season as a right as a, now after tomorrow after after Wednesday if they, if, right. if they lose three in a row he's fired. Sorry, that's it. And it, it, you just can't. Yeah. Well, you know what? Um, I I agree. Obviously, I want the best, but the I'm a chemistry guy. Everybody knows this. I'm about chemistry. I'm. About, I know you're all into the analytics, and everybody's into the analytics and all of this stuff, but. I know what it takes to win. I can see it. And a lot of it is magic. As much as you want to be about the binder and the book and the stats and all of that, that's very important. But what separates all the teams once they're all doing the same thing, it goes right back to the magic. And you had magic in this team when they were the baby bombers and they were doing the thumbs down and they were, you had magic and then you, Blew it up. And well, when, they didn't blow it up. They thought that they needed to, you know, that, no. that the manager's, uh, you know, contract was up and that, that what the front office thought they needed to change. Yeah, right. You go 10 to years the, later, they thought they needed to change. They won and, the World know. Series, you never missed the playoffs. You go to the ALCS with a team that is not even supposed to go to the ALCS and you make some sort of inexplicable look, that, that change be. at the top. And look what happened, though. So, like, all I'm saying is, look, you can't go backwards. But everybody in my personal friend group who questioned my questioning of the move, like, please learn. From but it's not a learn. We can disagree that they should. We could say that they, they shouldn't have done that all they wanted, but they did it. It was too late. Yes, but, well, but it's that's easy to say. Oh, man, that, that was, by the way, at the time. We all, you know, you definitely were against it. Yes. I question, like, why fire the guy now? Yeah. But I get it. I understand where they're coming from. Because, I and in the end, they're going to do whatever they want. So well, you understand where they're coming from. Because they, again, I actually believe that the reason Boone is the manager yeah. is because just that. He wasn't a veteran guy that wasn't going to necessarily do things his way, that he would be more receptive to what they wanted. Which and, is a mistake also. That's the whole point. That's the but, thing. But again, but you don't understand that. Like you're talking about a guy, these, these people in the front office, they, they want put somebody into that's going to do exactly what they want. And that's, and that's, you know, that's how you lose and look at the result. There you go. It doesn't have the team that we have either. You know, they're not lighting up the world. Well, that's you know? the magic. Once the magic is broken, you can't recreate the magic. He goes somewhere else. He goes somewhere yeah. else. You can't recreate chemistry. It's very Girardi's credentials are not questioned. He won manager of the year before he even got to New York. He didn't Absolutely win. The he did. He was making too much money. The players wanted a guy that communicate at his level. Remember all the excuses. You remember them all, right? I, well, I think it's more like we said. It's it's more than anything. It's just somebody. Sometimes management wants to bring somebody in there that they feel that is more their guy. And it was a big mistake. And it was a yes. error. Yes. And look, they're paying now. They're paying. Like honestly, they're paying. They they hopefully learn their lesson, which they did not learn their lesson. Like those guys never learn the lesson. But. It was a horrific mistake. You know, everyone will tell you, Paula, the white guy says, uh, and sorry, racing fans, we're doing Yankee uh, crying towel real quick. 
but it'll be over soon. Uh, you should be enjoying it because it's not going well for us. Polly the White Guy goes, well, the manager job doesn't even matter anymore because they let the computers do it. And you say that. Well, that's too. not accurate. It's but just, it, look, there's an analysis of what they want to do, but the manager still has to manage the in-game. There's nobody sending him phone calls during the game. They, But they do have an analytical-based sure. concept of what it is they want to do. And based on that, they're, you know, when, when certain things come up, they're going to do either this or that, you know, they, they already have all these things planned out is, is really it. The vast majority of them, but the manager does still have to on a daily game basis manage. But I think that this also falls just that overall general philosophy where they wanted to bring in somebody that was going to be more receptive to their, to what they were saying to, to whatever it is that they wanted to do. And right. so we can disagree with it, but it is really, and and it's the other thing that I argue at the office all the time, because at work, I happen to work with uh, two, two Yankee fans too, is that we don't know that the direct, well, I mean, I fairly, I have an idea and I believe that the Yankees are no longer win at any cost. The Yankees are now put a decent product on the field and maximize the profits. That is, in my opinion, what the Yankee ownership the, the baby Steinbrenners are trying to do their, uh, their goal is to maximize the profits of the, of the, of the Yankees and as much revenue as they can yeah. and put the mo the best winning product on the field, maximizing those profits, not like the Dodgers win at all costs, not like other teams in recent years that have gone way above 230 to $240 million payrolls to win at all costs. And that, those days, I'm afraid for Yankee fans are gone, and everybody else can laugh. And I get it; we still well, have a 200 million dollar payroll. They got coal. They made moves. They spent money. So it's they not still like have look. They still have the third highest payroll in the league. That's yeah. not the thing. But the Dodgers are now spending 50 million more than them. No, I understand, and the and the cap and the, that the luxury tax uh, right. that has to happen. You got to get under it. I get all of that. Anyway, it does. It, but what doesn't matter? It doesn't matter. Once you break it, like when Humpty Dumpty falls off the wall and gets broken, when you break the magic, the magic is broken. And we went through the experience. Those people who want to go back into the archive can go back into the archive. Don't bother. It, we saw it. I saw it coming. I was screaming that it was a terrible idea, and I was very displeased. The whole way it all went down should have never gone down that day that way. And also... Someone who has never done the job, whatever the job is, you've talked about doing the job and you've watched other people do the job and you've been a, pun uh, a pundit about the job and you've expounded your opinions about the job, but you've never done the job in any way, shape or form. To be inserted into the job at the highest level in the most stressful of all versions of the job. Chances are you're not going to have success. And now we've got a couple of examples of such. We got a couple of examples like, oh, man, I would do the job. I can do the job. The job is easy. Everybody's doing the job is doing a terrible job. I would do the job. Give me the job. Oh, man, I screwed up the job. Oops. Aaron Boone, same deal. Learning, a lot of learning on the job, man. A lot of on the job learning. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, oh, that's the thing. Yeah. You know, in the broadcast booth, that really, uh, yeah, it's different when you're dealing with real people. Oops. But whatever. Moving on. What else? The NBA hockey's the going on. The finals. How are the Brewers doing? The Brewers, they're out, man. Now I know they were out. I know the Brewers are out. <laughs> the Nets, the Nets. What's up with the Nets? Are the Nets going to go to the finals? 
Um, it, it might not. Kyrie got hurt yesterday's game, and he and now it's in the big three. Is the big Kevin Durant only because the beard is hurt? Has been oh hurt. My gosh, the big three. Is and the so big they're one. tied up at two to two after four games with Milwaukee. Oh, that means so, yeah. They were they won the first two games at home, and they were about what I want to say less than thirty seconds away from winning ga- the game three, and Milwaukee ended up tying it. And winning it on uh, at the end of the game, and now they're tied two to two. So, although Brooklyn is probably still favored, out you know if if they're if it's only going to be Kevin Durant, it's going to be tough for them. And in the other side, Phoenix advances; they beat Denver, and um, the the Clippers in Utah are still playing, and they're going to play game four tonight. They're the Clippers are down two games to one, and they're playing game four is in LA. So. If LA wins, they should be tied at two after this. And also tonight is Philadelphia and Atlanta, and Philadelphia is winning that series two to one right now. And that's so that's also game four in Atlanta. So if the whole team, the home teams hold tonight, those series will be tied at two. Got it. All right. And um, in uh, tennis yesterday, Novak Djokovic won the French Open and eighteenth um, major. 20th major, I believe. 19th, <laughs> sorry, 19, 19th. That is correct. So lot. Federer and uh, Nadal have 20 apiece, and Joker's got 19 now. So he's right on their t- tail. More importantly, I was uh, actually just discussing this with uh, with uh, my friend at work today. Since Federer's first Grand Slam win in 2003, there has only been the, uh, Federer, uh, Nadal and Djokovic have won 59 out of the possible 69 Grand Slam events that have happened since then. That's crazy. Since 2003 that Roger Federer won his first Grand Slam. So those three guys have won 59 out of 69. <laughs> yeah, and, and so only seven other people have won in in those in those 18 years because two guys won three apiece and then four guys won one each wow how about that that's that's out of control huh well it's dominance and i think we all sense it when if you if you watch tennis at all it's always these guys again and again and you can sense it it's pretty crazy but that's so each had a little bit of an error but yeah i just thought like i i you know i don't always watch the tennis but when the grand slams are on i, I try to watch the finals if if i have nothing going on there you go. and uh no that's about it baseball's going on like we said the yankees are terrible and uh the mets have that jake the grom guy yeah jake grom the best pitcher in baseball oh my goodness he's incredible i remember mike eames telling me we got to get jake the grom we got to get jake the grom we got to get him we got to get him mike yeah eames, well, but he's absolutely not correct available <laughs> no this was when he was available well, he's never been on the market. He he had to have, the the Mets did draft him. Hmm. He's yeah. He's not a. He was trying he to get a, the I Mets forget. drafted him. He's not a free agent signing. Eames Eames had a whole logic worked out. But no, no, the guy is unbelievable. He he just is, and it just made me think because he he doesn't get much run support, but he doesn't give up any runs either. Insane, incredible. And how but, are the Marlins uh, doing? I was looking at the 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 uh, Marlins are and, you know what the pack team. Yes, they 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 they're always on the cusp of 500, and then they go on a losing streak. But uh, they're back to to five and five in their last ten. So, like I told you, always on the cusp, but they're still f- uh, six games under 500. So, but you know, competing, 
That's nice. All yeah, right. They're not garbage team, man. They're not in last place in their division. How about that? Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like the Derek Jeter plan is, you know, it's advancing. It's not going to happen overnight. Never was going to. It's just advancing. It's a nice. Oh, no, last year, you know what they 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 on a in a short season they played very well and better than expected, and they have young guys learning how to play. That's all that really matters. That's all. You know, if they continue to progress like this and can sign, you know, not obviously a huge free agent, but a, like a a veteran here and there, like a, a middle of the road guy to add stability and maybe you know some help. Uh, you know, they could be they could compete. I don't know if they're going to compete for the championship right away, but they could definitely compete for for a playoff spot. I think I said that there was like a, a five-year plan. Check back in five years and we'll see where they're at. Well, I, but it's, this is the third year of, of the right. Plan, so right? two more, two more, two more years. I think uh, we'll have a nice little product to look at. Uh, they have a really nice pitching staff, but you know, they got to get some hitters in there. That that really is. But that kid with the blue hair seems to be, you know, young guy, rookie. He's fun. Chaz, Chasm or whatever his name is. Yeah. Chaz. I think his name is Chaz. Well, let's go see a game during the summer. I'm right. Hey, the Yankee tickets went on sale and through the Marlins, you know, they're yeah. not three hundred dollars a seat. I could get not... us some pretty good seats for about, you know, seventy bucks. And what's the weekend? Lower section. Oh, you might not be here. I'm no, I'm definitely not. I think um in Pomona. Oh uh, yeah. all right. Yeah, what's... it's uh July 30, 31. I think July 30 and 31. Yeah, it's the last weekend of July. I'll check. I mean, yeah, I want to go. Here we are making plans, but otherwise we could go to another game. Yes, I'm ready to go. Yeah, it's the Winter Nationals in Pomona. Winter? You mean the Summer Nationals? Well, no, it's the Winter Nationals just in summer. Back. Right? No, I know, I get it. I was being facetious. But yeah, so I will be in Pomona, California. So I think you guys should go. The Yankees have, ne- you know, they never really traditionally play well against the Marlins in Miami because of South Beach and all. But hey. Well, because previously before all the tickets, the cheapest tickets in that were like 180 bucks because they had that limited access. And I guess the, the season ticket holders that had them were trying to kill us. Do you remember the one we went to where we all went to the game together and the Marlins put up like a 10 spot on us in the first inning? In the first inning, yeah. And we, that's it. We got up and just had beers and hung out around the park the rest of the game. Yeah, I remember. Oh, that was, I, th- always see, I think we have only won one game when, we, when we've gone to all these Marlin games down here. Yes, in Yankee Stadium, we were able to get some wins. But here yes. in Marlins and even Park, the World Series when it was at the Joe Robbie Stadium was yeah. was a failure. I was at that game. The uh, that's why I'm not so jazzed to go, man. <laughs> like the well, no, especially if you're not here. But the, yeah, no, I'll try to go to one game. I'm not going to go out crazy. Well, when they were 200 bucks a seat, I wasn't going to go. But now there's uh, in the door for 25 to the you know way up there in the nosebleeds, and so I'm willing to to pay like you know 50 bucks for some good seats. Absolutely, but that was the least satisfying baseball game I've ever been to in my life. <laughs> Like, which is the least satisfying baseball game you've ever been in your life, Joe? I, and I can definitely remember that. Yeah, right off the top of my head. Oh, yeah. Yankees Marlins, man. Went to the game, had everybody, had great seats all in a row. Not- Dad was there. Uh, Murph was there. Who's like my uncle. Everybody was there. And Yankees uh, bat once. And then here come the Marlins. 10 spot. And that was that. Was That's the thing about sports. Generally speaking, if you're going to go to a concert or, you know, to a play or a movie or whatever it is, I guess, you know, a movie, maybe it's not as great, but it's it, obviously the cost is not burdensome. But sports of all the things that you go to, and I guess that's why we also love them, that you may spend a hell of a lot of money to leave kind of disappointed that your team lost because you don't know, you know, you just don't know the outcome. And generally speaking, if your team is great, they should win or they might, but 
you could definitely go to a sporting event, spend a bunch of money, like a couple hundred bucks, Easily. and leave there pretty upset. Which is why I emotionally, love emotionally, at least, you know, emotionally. I don't mean in NHRA drag racing, you're a John Force fan. You know that John's got a really good shot to win, but maybe he won't. And John loses. You know what? These cars are still amazing. The sound is still amazing. The experience is still amazing. You can still enjoy the race with your driver out because there's all these other categories and all these other styles of cars. And you probably have got a second a favorite in a second class. So it's a nice balanced experience. You're always going to walk out of there either happy or super happy. Good. And not only that, Great you, prob- you probably saw him make a couple of runs on qualifying the day before. Yes. The and, and so it's not right. It's not like a sporting event that, you know, you go to a playoff game, like the Heat, they got one, play, you know, two playoff games here. The tickets were like $65 the cheapest either. I didn't go, but they got smoked both games. And that, <laughs> that's all she wrote. Thank you for playing. Thank you for your money. That's right. All. Thank you for coming. See you later. All right. So good job, Sports Collision. Uh, as we right. told everybody, this is going to be a brief show. I just wanted to throw out a couple extra side stories um, before I go. One, I drove as a rental car a Chevy Colorado pickup truck, a four-wheel drive Chevy Colorado pickup truck. Uh, they, that's all there were on the lot. There were three four-wheel drive, like mini pickups. There was a Toyota Tacoma. There was the Chevy Colorado, and then I think there was the Nissan version, right? It was really weird. And so, obviously, I'm taking the Chevrolet. And got in it and had a fun weekend driving that thing around. Like, I liked it way more than I thought I was going to like it. Don't know why, but, you know, sitting up high, the four-wheel drive, it kind of felt like a, I don't know, this is not going to make sense, because it's not a full-size truck. kind of felt like a big truck sports car you know what it is dude it's that thing is as big as my truck practically now the newer trucks are so much bigger yeah but that thing is no longer a little truck it's not like the s10 that thing is giant it's practically as big as my truck is and i've seen them on the road and and i pulled up next to him i'm like man what kind of truck is that it's the little version and it's almost as big as my truck it was i think really that that's what it is and this was kind of a base model cloth interior. So you can obviously nicen it up. It had, I didn't look under the hood. It had power, like considerable power. I, I'm always looking for more power. So it's not fair because I, you know, whatever the power is, I'm looking for more power. But it had plenty of power. And the four wheel drive, I was driving over some grass and stuff thinking like, this was really cool. I enjoyed it. I thought like, this is something I could see myself buying at some point, maybe a different version. But that was pretty crazy. Um, when when I, I found out that they didn't have my room. Oh, so. Yeah, Reinhardt told me you should always call and I didn't call. Get up there. We got it sorted out. I had a room for the night, but when I but it was only going to be for one night and they were going to sort it out while I was at the track. So I decided, you know, man, when these guys are sorting out my stuff like. I'm going to take my stuff with me. I'm going to bring all my stuff to the track and God forbid they have to move me out of the room and they take my stuff and they lock it in a room and I can't, you know, can't get to it. The the key is gone. Oh, sorry. You're going to have to stay in those clothes until tomorrow. Oh, well, uh, I just didn't want to face that. You know, when things are going South, they go South fast. So I get back to the hotel and I, I had gotten texts. Everything's cool. You're set. Did you check out? No, I did not check out. 
get up to the room and the door is like open. That little bar is in the door. And it's like, oh, so I kind of push open the door looking around and I check the key and the key doesn't work anymore. And all the drawers are open and everything's open. Like it was mid cleaning or, and I'm like, oh, okay. So I got to go back downstairs and I deal with the person. And this is what the story is all about. I'm venting to all of you for a second. Okay. So this is the person I'm giving you the super short version of the story here. The night before my stay cool under pressure, talent and ability was tested. And I decided, Hey, what are you, are you going? Are you not going? What are you doing? You give me signal. I, what do you give me the two minute warning there, Giovanni? I was going to go. No, you don't. It made it seem like you wanted me to listen to your story. Yes, you listen to this story, and then we're going to go together because that's why we're We're going to get out of here. (laughs) Sorry, everybody. This is a special version of Ignition. We got to go get ready for Aaron Stanfield on at 1 p.m. Eastern and Reinhardt on Wednesday and hopefully Billy Torrance on Thursday. And then we're going to bring all the Patreons back, and it's all coming back later on in the week. And you're probably to your workplace on Tuesday morning anyway. But and where was first, my Patreon Monday motivation show, man? No, it wasn't. It was um it didn't exactly. happen on the plane. No, it'll happen on Tuesday. That's why the Patreons know, man. Nothing's I just locked. wasn't motivated this morning. I was having a hard time in the office, dude. Tomorrow you'll be more motivated. Right. The motivation will come tomorrow. But the person I was dealing with behind the counter was of particular customer ser- service ability challenged. Okay? Like a very special situation. <laughs> and I, I realized like, oh my gosh, like this is one of those where I can't even complain because it's just like I'm going up against a brick wall and everything. So the next day, and I needed my room, like I needed my room. So once I had the room, I could afford to be a little more. So when the door was open, I dropped my stuff and I got to go down to get my key turned on. I'm like, it's me again. Remember me? Uh, yes. Um, so... <laughs> Did we ever find out what happened? Oh, yeah. Your name was left off the list. I know that. That part I know because we had the whole thing. No, I heard it was Eric's fault. Oh, okay. Well, and now I feel empowered a little bit. I got my room. I'm going to be there. I want to vent. You know, you just want to vent sometimes. You just want to vent. So I figure this is the time I'm going to vent a little bit and see what happens. Right. And so I start to like, because, you know. I just really feel like this was not a good situation. And then just immediately as I begin my, my attack, you're you're venting as I begin to vent, I look over my left shoulder and I see one of my coworker friends and I look over my right shoulder and guess who, who comes up? It's Reinhardt. He's getting (laughs) towels or something, having his own nightmare. And so I'm like, Oh, okay. And the person looks at me. And begins the, to pre-cry. Do you know what pre-cry is? You made this person cry. Yeah, like their their eyes yeah. started getting watery and tears were about to flow out from their eyes. You're yes, getting I know what you're talking about. Version. There's a longer version of the story. To pre-cry. You know, I've been here for four years and this job is just so tough. And I don't even know who <laughs> Eric is. And then they've given me problems. And I was like... <laughs> not the tears weren't coming out yet Uh, the lip was quivering it was about to happen (laughs) and so 
I was. Did you I feel was, badly at that? Point? No, at the at the at the point, I was a fork in the road, man. This was me. Remember, I'm I'm a I consider myself a very nice person and super compassionate most of the time. But there's there's a bad guy in there too. <laughs> and I was like Tom Hanks in A League of Their Own was queued up coming out. You know, there's no crying in baseball. Oh yeah, crying? Are you crying? There's no crying in baseball. Like I, it was coming, except when I knew Reinhardt and the other person were there and they were watching me go through this stuff. I can't be the person that, because once you say that makes the guy cry behind the counter, yes, yes, and also it was a girl. Oh, even worse. Exactly. Joe's gonna make the girl cry. Oh, you would never live that down. Right. I mean, I'm not gonna do a Richie April move. I'm not gonna <laughs> do that. What, you you gonna cry now? You you're gonna cry? No, I'm not going to do that. And so I have to stop the assault, stop, call everybody back, everybody back. Oh, no, listen, just give me my key. I will be, hey, teamwork, you know, listen, it's no big deal. You just tell Eric, hey, whatever. And I got out of there before the tears fell. Good job, man. Good yeah, job. I did yeah, not make the guy cry, man. Girl. Yeah. Oh, girl. What is brutal. It I'm was such a terrible person it was a, it was a terrible experience and honestly though I, I think there's a lesson out of it and this will be the final lesson of the show they're saying now that there is nine there are nine million jobs unfilled in the united states of america okay so let's say that the statistic is off by a little whatever there's many jobs available there's there, millions of jobs available millions of jobs there's no so what are you getting reason Everybody should be stuck for four years in a job that one, they clearly hate like poison and two also aren't good at. That's all. Dude, but you're also, you just said the person was special. No, that they're not special. It was a special situation. This is a regular person. Oh, okay. I thought the person was special. No, it was a special situation. Oh, if they're not special, then they definitely need to be replaced. I would have said on the spectrum. Right, right. If it was like I, it would, if it, if that was the case, it would. This would not even be a story. I would never even tell anybody. It would, it, whatever would happen, yeah, then you'd be the a hole that made the, the, the special person cry. I was gonna say, dude, that's like right out of something out of my book. I would never do that. I would, have, never, I would never. I would never do that. I would never even think. Like my brain wouldn't even go there. And honestly, that's why yeah. I was like, that's so unjoke. Like it's a special situation because this was a special person, but not you know, not all special people are special in the way you're talking about. <laughs> That's that's a little not right. <laughs> Look, man, you're the one that's special. You tell I me special. I, I usually think special, not you know. There's a lot of different kinds of special here, yeah. Yeah. The Type of special <laughs> you're thinking about was not the case. And if it was, I would not have even gone in any. Hey, I would have been. I was the smartest kid in the special needs class. What are you talking about? Exactly, you were, and you rode the uh, special kids bus at the end of the hall. Yeah, the short the modified wheelbase bus. <laughs> right. None of this is acceptable anymore. We've gone off the deep end. On this, so. You know what time it is? It's time, time for me to get the heck out of here. Time man. for the music. You know, Lowe loved last week's show. He sent us a text that it was very entertaining. He enjoyed it. He laughed a lot. There was a lot of comedy. This one, maybe more, maybe less. I don't know. But it is what it is. Giovanni, thank you very much. Go ahead and say goodbye to the audience. Everyone have a great week. Enjoy the races and we'll check back next week.
exactly. Thank you, Giovanni. I'm going to send Great you Great collab show. with you, Joe. Nice collab, yes. We'll see. We'll collab some more later on. Connecting and collabing. Connecting, collabing, all of it. Later, Out of here. There he goes. Bye, Giovanni. bye, bye. This tells me I'm going to make a challenged person. Get out of here. That's not happening. I don't know what a Boston Bruin is. Huh. What a weekend. Good times. Lots of fun. When you're having fun, that's all that matters. The crowd was great. Enjoyed the all-star race. Good times on and off the track. That's it. Hey, everybody, check out the archive, the WFO store. Get yourself some face masks and some T-shirts and all that stuff. I'll do a better job cleaning up the WFO store this week, trying to make it easy to identify what's going on and easy for you guys to purchase. Get your gear. All you Patreons out there, hey, I'm sorry. No, we couldn't do the video portion of the show today because we're getting in and out pretty quick. And when... We bring in the audience. The show is extended. Wasn't the right time. We'll do it again next week. Anyway, thank you very much to everyone. I appreciate all of you. Had a great time in New England. Next weekend is Norwalk. This weekend, oh, I got some exciting stuff going on on Saturday night. West Palm Beach. I'll tell you about later on in the week. And don't forget, Aaron Stanfield, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, Tuesday, in the Reinhardt time slot. See you then. WFO. This is WFO Radio. Yeah, welcome to the party. Bye, bye, bye. The views and opinions of the hosts, guests, or callers do not necessarily reflect that of the station ownership, advertisers, or agencies.